0: Name is
1: uh, Ronnie Friedel.
0: Ronnie Friedel. Spell yes. it, please.
1: F R I D E L L.
0: Okay. And your your dad? You were born
1: floating in a houseboat in a Helena Harbor. Floating in a houseboat. And the Helena Harbor. Helena. Helena, Arkansas. Helena. Helena.
0: Helena, Arkansas. And what year was that? 1948. 1948.
1: And um, date? June 19th.
0: June 19th. Okay. Um, and your dad was
1: it was a riverboat pilot also oh he was yes
0: well you know it seems like some this is some pl- a place where fathers sons follow fathers
1: used to be a strictly almost a family tradition to break your sons or even and even in the earlier days i didn't realize it but that they'd break their daughters in also uh-huh. in the steering but it's kind of a family tradition type thing uh-huh. I had a brother out here who just passed away a couple of, uh, about a year and a half ago and, and he had been out here since he was 14 years old, you know, so. Yeah. It's pretty much a family deal. You
0: know. What was it like growing up on a houseboat? Unique.
1: You know, we, we was in our own little world over there, you know, and we was kind of, kind of to ourselves. And uh, we was disassociated really from the rubber Townspeople, you know, you just kind of had your own life and they had their life up there. Mm-hmm. But, oh, it was a good life. Uh, it was a really good life. You get to play on Riverbank fish. Run around. You know, there's really no social pressures or anything. You know, everybody was just happy and, you know, get along. So, It was a pretty good life. A real good life.
0: What about school?
1: I went to school uh, at Central. I'll say I went to school at Jefferson High School there in Collin. then the uh, junior high school. Then right after that, I went on the boats. Uh, Dad decided I need to go to work. <laughs> so I, I, I come out, I went to work on the river. I, I came out when I was about I guess about 15 years old when I first started. I started working on. Grade. Did
0: you graduate from high school? Uh,
1: no, I finished. I got my GED uh-huh. when I was drafted in the service. I had a had a real intelligent man there. I, I got drafted and then I got sent to uh, Naval Air Station Dallas, Texas, and uh, the educational uh, in the education department the man was in charge of it. The officer there uh, kind of took a liking to me and was talking to me. And, and he was real slick, you know. He kind of got me back in and started taking a few courses and then yeah. before I knew it, I had my high school GED and you know, got a little more education than that, but uh, he was, he was a real, real real nice dude. That's where I got finished my education at. And then after that, I had about, about four service schools that I went to, so I went to school probably you know, about a year and a half in the service. Mm-hmm. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's where I got most of my education at. So.
0: Do the kids at school, treat you any
2: differently? No,
1: no, no, not really. Well, most of them didn't realize that I was actually living on the river, you know,
2: uh-huh.
1: until about, uh, I don't know, I was up about the sixth grade or seventh grade or somewhere in there, and a newspaper lady done an article on me, you know, kind of a Mark Twain situation. Yeah. You know, hey man, <laughs> this guy was born in a houseboat, lived on a boat, you know, that's where he lives at now, and everybody got to, and I thought it was gonna be like a standoffish thing, you know, a class distinction type thing. Mm-hmm. No, they really liked it. They thought it was pretty they neat, you know, were, they, yeah. all, they all wanted to come over and stay with me on the riverbank, you know. Hey man, this is neat. Did, did they come down there then? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, had,
1: yeah, a lot of people come over. Did your
0: mother bake cookies
1: or whatever? Oh yeah, they, you know, they'd come over and play and stuff and had a couple of guys that was that was really close to me. That we got to be really good friends, you know, and uh, they got to coming around and, and uh, talking to my dad and stuff, kind of got to washing the boats and stuff. And and both of them ended up being pilots. Ended up what? Being pilots. Oh, being pilots? One of them, one of them quit after about, oh, I guess probably about five years. And uh, he started having children and stuff. You know, and he he stayed at home. And the other one is still here. He works for ARTCO, ADM, out there, just running right down the world. ADM, down the road down. ADM, Archer Daniel Midland.
0: Okay. Now that's
1: Supermarket a, to the world.
0: That's a, th- That's all. Barge lines. Am yes, they.
1: They, they uh, ADM really diversified, but they have a barge towing out uh, company. You know, uh huh. A okay. division. And, this and it's called Arco American Rivers Transportation Company. That's where I came from. I came from here,
2: so.
0: It seems like there's so many of them for somebody trying to grasp this, like I am. It's, <laughs> it's hard, you know. Everybody comes up with another one or three more initials or something. And Memco.
1: Marine Equipment Management Company. And that's. That's up, and we're operating operating marine equipment for a power power utilities company out of Florida.
0: So you do just that one thing for them.
1: Yes. Yes. they got
0: this, is I don't, a tow- I don't, this I don't know
1: exactly how how many contracts or how how the how it goes, but we're we're basically supplying their coal for their power plants. Is basically what it is. It's the way I understand supplying it. Supplying their coal. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: So you just push or pull a, a a barge. You push a barge. You tow a barge.
1: Yes, yeah, we, we, yes, yes. We push barges.
0: Push a barge
1: Yeah, we push barges. Now,
0: come. Tell me. Just tell, talk to the tape and quickly tell me. Tell the, the tape where. Where we're doing this interview. In
1: the, oh, we're doing this in St. Louis Harbor at St. Louis Field Dock, directly across from the Arch. Right. St. Louis Arch.
0: In the pilot no. house.
1: In the pilot house. On of uh, Christopher the, the. Parsonage. Parsonage? Parsonage. Parsonage. Christopher and parsonage.
0: Okay, and, and what's going on behind us? We have a little steamboat. Uh, and two You got
1: a little yacht and excursion bus traveling down the river down here.
0: Now I want to ask Actually,
1: you Actually two yachts. I didn't see the me. I didn't see the other week too.
0: Yeah, it's coming. Now um you go up and down you go down the river, you go down to New Orleans. Yes. Sir. From Cairo to New Orleans, he said, and back, and you don't go up any further. What are the marinas like in other cities compared to this?
1: Uh, Harbors are uh, personal marinas like? uh, Personal marinas. Okay, what are they like? Uh, They're basically about the same. Uh, The larger cities will have your more elaborate marinas and stuff, and the smaller towns will just have like a a barge on the bank that you can start to get fuel and stuff the commercial mm-hmm. harbors uh, the fleeting areas are basically the same you know in just different cities having different size fleets and the stuff largest. Cairo, illinois being uh, a hub for the uh, illinois and arkansas i'm there uh, the illinois and the ohio and the uh, lower mississippi river where they all come come together right there at the confluence of the rivers uh, there's a lot of, a lot a lot of uh, Fleeting and mooring and the fueling service right there. <clears throat> because it's a large, you know, they have a lot of traffic there. St. Louis Harbor, Cairo. Uh, Memphis is one of the larger ones, and then New Orleans, once you get to New Orleans. Those, those are your major, major ports. Now, come in,
0: Chuck. <laughs> Chuck was saying
2: that Paducah, what were
0: you saying about Paducah,
2: Chuck?
0: About what? Paducah. You said Paducah. Well, I
2: said at one point in time, St. Louis used to be the hub of the marine industry. There were, I don't even remember how many companies, but right now, as far as uh, I think the hub of, of the operations area. Of, of the different large lines, it's it's in the Paducah area. I mean, there's a lot of companies operating out of there. At least the operate operations offices. Yeah, in the in the
1: '60s and stuff, there was quite a few companies out of Greenville, Mississippi. Also, right. That was right. You had like maybe two or three large areas that they centralized all the companies in you know,
2: to work to distribute the boats and barges and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you had New Orleans, Greenville, St. Louis. And now, there's only a handful of companies still left in the St. Louis area.
0: Right. Um, I'm looking over here. It looks so desolate to me. It looks so.
1: Little pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but well, is this
0: what other riverfronts look like that you dock at?
2: Well. No. I mean, if you get you uh, you get out on the Ohio River, you've got the Louisville Riverfront, the Cincinnati, there's a lot more activity, a lot more restaurants, et cetera, down on the water, on barges, than there is here in the St. Louis area. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about, I mean, there's nothing on the lower, obviously, but, but there isn't, I mean, there hasn't really been a heck of a lot of development done on the St. Louis River, at least in three, with since I've been here in the last 25 years.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like time stopped or went backwards. Yeah. Or
2: and if you get over in the, in the Louisville area or Cincinnati area, there's a lot of, but I think you know what a lot of that is probably due to the fact that there's a lot more pleasure boaters. I mean, you don't have pleasure boaters operating in this Stretch of the river. That's right, it's more industrialized. And it's more industrialized Mm -hmm. because of the the, logistics and the. Because
0: of why? Well, because of the river itself. This is the dangerous area.
1: This is your pleasure boaters right here. There's a lot of barge line activity and stuff, that's really dangerous. I mean, you can get run over pretty easy.
0: Well, I interviewed two people by accident. I didn't know them, They, they said they would know, do an interview and they just were all been out of shape over over what this is, how dangerous it is at night and to walk over and and uh, and then you know, I just interviewed somebody who said that everybody knows that this isn't a place for pleasure for proposed and, and I said I didn't go into it that I had talked to somebody but um, I asked them if they'd ever seen anything like it, and one guy said, well, he had in a third world country. <laughs> so, I, you know, That's his
1: thing. Yeah.
0: in trying to learn about this, you know, you get that kind of remark, and then you get another kind
1: of remark, you know. But you go right up here above St. Louis, and you get up here, uh, what, 15 miles or 20 miles up here, and you start getting into major marinas. Right. So sure. boat marinas, and they have their own they're on unique facility off to their cells. Individual you know, type. You know. We, as land boat personnel and commercial traffic, don't go in there. And, yeah. And, and and that's where the, that's where they need to be. They need to be to their sails and to the marinas. See, there's and no
2: there's the, nowhere here to to in this river, stretch of the river to hang off a marina because it's too dangerous. Yes. Barges coming down and, and the fast currents and ice. It, I mean, and that's
0: different than other places, oh, yeah. fast I mean, currents and, sure. and ice?
2: Oh, yeah, it's yeah they're, they're in a secure harbor, an
1: inlet or uh-huh. a bay, as you'd say, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. and they're protected. Well,
0: they talked a lot about the the fact that uh, it was so dirty coming down here and that uh, there was so it's many...
1: It's just muddy water, you know. Well, yeah. the,
0: you know, I, I mean, it made sense to me because since I didn't know anything else when I was listening to it. But
2: you know, I grew up, up on the Illinois River in Spring Valley and my father and my grandfather told me a lot of stories about the fact the river was a, a lot dirtier then than mm-hmm. it is now. There's a lot of different species of fish, sauger, and other types of fish the game fish that are in the river, at least up in that area. That, that there were never before because of all the pollutants.
1: People, people that, have a big tendency to also to say, they'll walk out here, you know, they're used to blue water or uh, the salt water or a clear lake. And typically, the, the river basin out here, when it runs, it washes dirt down the river. Mm-hmm. Explain, and they'll walk up and say, it's dirty. Well, there's a big thing here with pollution nowadays. People say, well, it's dirty automatically. They think, well, there's oil and chemicals and trash and stuff on the rivers. But that's not so, it's just muddy water and that's typical of, of a river basin, you know, mm-hmm. moving dirt. And after it's which rising and the river settles down, this water clears up. Yeah. But people have a tendency to say,
2: when they say dirty, they think automatically it's pollution. Yeah. But it's not, it's just, it's well, just muddy got, water. And you, you've got all the, the upper river, upper Mississippi, the Illinois, and the Missouri feeding this. Mm-hmm. And naturally, you've got these other tributaries, yeah. there's creeks and everything, and this farmland. And, I mean, we have a big erosion problem in this country today. And uh, your dirt is running into the into those tributaries that are emptying into this river basin here. hmm
0: Well, it's interesting, because everybody's got their, you know, their thought, and, um, and their background, and their reasoning, you know. You have to go, don't you?
2: Yeah, I've got to go back to the office. But okay. If you
0: How long did this take?
2: The the christening?
0: No, the... the, the
2: To to build this boat? A year. A year year from the day they started.
0: And you were in charge of that? Well, you've got a baby here, don't you?
2: A newborn. A newborn. (laughs) It's up to these guys to see that it works properly. (laughs) Everything (laughs) that we've built into it is what they need like you know one thing that we do we Uh had our port captains and some of our operations people come down to the shipyard when i was building the boat to lay out the console Uh to locate the radars locate everything so that it's convenient for them because you know as someone who's not an operator it would be very easy for us to put yeah, you know, things in the wrong mm-hmm. places.
0: So I they mean, were here when you.
2: So the, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's very important that we have their input into sure. the location of the equipment so that it is
0: uh, well, it's readily ni- available. It's nice you understand like that. that. Not everybody does. But uh, well, I I thank you for bringing me on this boat. Yeah.
2: You know, do over- but all you'll be the doing engines. it in,
0: you'll be dry docking them and doing it in in K-R-O. we do it
2: all over we dry dock boats wherever they break down we dry dock boats in Paducah and New Orleans and on the upper Ohio wherever, so wherever you're the doctor. They break
0: you're
2: the doctor yeah we you know we raise them out of the water we remove propellers and shafts and rudders that are underneath we we bring boats in we do refurbishing of the interior of the boats and I mean, everything that it takes to keep them running. The, the, the purchasing department that I'm responsible for, we purchase all of the fuel, the groceries, actually, these guys buy what they need, but we put the deals together okay. with the midstream grocers, the fuel suppliers, we, we purchase about 27 million gallons of fuel a year for our company alone. So that's a tremendous amount of, mm-hmm. of uh, fuel and we're, we're negotiating deals with with the different fuel suppliers mm-hmm. um lubricants for all the vessels we're buying oil and greases and everything else um, we just we we support the people out here with everything that they need to keep them the boats operating. Like I said, if they wouldn't keep them going, we wouldn't have a job.
0: Now, now, years ago, Jack shoners
2: He was in the fuel business.
0: Yes, but he said that he and his father would go, get, they'd send in an order, they'd they, call they, up and they were in
2: the grocery business. So, so they when were- they, When the boats would order groceries, they had a, 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 a harbor tug or crew boat and, and the groceries out. See, the, the, the vessels, generally, never stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, came, they keep going, they bring the fuel flat out, tie the fuel flat alongside the, the boat. The, the boat takes on fuel as the, the boat keeps moving.
0: And groceries and whatever else they need. So what you're saying now is you got a big business, and that business does what Jack Schoner and his father would do on this right. river. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean,
2: just just the operating cost of this boat is somewhere around $5,000 a day. And
0: that's why he's out so of business. Every, well, so every
2: day that this boat is down uh-huh. and not running, it's costing the company, you know, about 5000 bucks a day. Not to mention the lost productivity from, from uh, the movement of, of uh, equipment.
0: But that's also why Jack... Would be out of business, or somebody like him would be out of business because companies get bigger and bigger.
2: Well, and you know the other thing is, over the years, as as companies have grown, I mean, you have much more buying power as your company Mm -hmm. becomes larger, and you can go negotiate a deal for twenty-seven million gallons of fuel versus, you know, a boat. Of filling filling 100,000 gallons at a time. So you go put together yeah. a deal with the with fuel supplier that owns a half a dozen fuel facilities, and it, it, it hurt a lot of the small people. I mean, it yeah, puts yeah, the mom yeah. and pop yeah. operators yeah. out of business. Like everything else. Yeah. That kind of volume, you know, a penny on a gallon of fuel over a year, you know, you got a
1: yeah. major savings, you know, just a couple yeah. cents here yeah. and there, when you know, only fuel that's so up.
2: one of your yeah. Yeah. So that's what we do. I mean we continue to, to, to do all those things. In addition to build boats. <laughs>
0: Which part do you like the best?
2: <laughs> oh I, I enjoy it all. I I enjoy working with the people out here. I would just as soon be out here rather than be, be, in the, be in the office and not dealing with the shipyards and stuff <laughs> like that. And
0: well, there's something very grabby of something really gets you, you
1: know. There's
0: mysticism
1: to Yeah. You're laughing at me. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I'm not. I mean, you know yourself. You know they have they have a thing out here with a new like a new deckhand comes out,
2: a normal
1: everyday old young man that comes out. they'll say if you come out and work on the boat and wear out work out, work out a pair of work boots one time you're stuck for life.
2: Yeah, if you know, like wrong, they say you're just stuck. There's you, just you, something you, about
1: it that you just hung up on.
2: Well, yeah. I was. Go ahead. See, turnover is a real problem we have as an industry today uh-huh. because, I mean, it's something we wrestle with every day. You, you don't get the people that want to be away from home. That's the biggest hang-up. You're right
0: talking now. about barge lines They now. don't want to be Tug on boats the boat or for barge 28 lines. days or you're 30
2: days. You're talking about tugs? Or no, I'm talking about the barge line. Barge line. I mean, it's a big problem. People, the younger people, I feel, I've got two sons, 23 and 19, and I don't think they want to work hard. They want to, you know, uh, they don't want to get out and carry this heavy rigging. This is hard work. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. care what yeah. anybody says if you've been around it and have, have seen it all over the years. I mean, it's the worst place to be in the winter time. It's cold, there's sleet, there's snow, there's ice, there's fog. During the summer, it's hot. I mean, the steel gets so hot, you know. You there. And yeah.
0: you always weren't in a setup like this.
2: No, I had to work up <laughs> there. You know, he <laughs> They didn't
1: give this
2: to me.
1: They didn't just give it to me. They so started on the street, they right. me up here. Uh,
0: so, uh, so, and, so what is it about? I, mean,
1: I had to spend time on the deck, you know, and, and then and then uh, the company I started out with, you know, I was decking, you know, and then they decided they wanted to train me you, you had to train as an engineer. I started out with Jim Walden, you know, down in down at oh, yeah. sure. and I, and, Well I started out with J. Becker's touring company when I was about fifteen years old. Uh-huh. But then I then I left them and wanted to stay around the house, so I went with Jim Walden because I knew that I could get up in the wheelhouse. He'd start you out on the deck, and then you'd start deck hand, engineer Well he wanted you to know all the aspects, you know. So you work in the engine room, you go deck. Work in the engine room, go deck. Then after a while, he said, Well, you can run, the, you know, you know pretty much about the engine room. Go
0: to the engine room and what?
1: Engine room and then go back out, out on the deck and lay okay. the ratchets and stuff. I said, Well, you're doing pretty good. You're working pretty hard for us. I said, Well, we'll give you another job. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, now well, that you steer roll. deck, and then you go change your oil and you come up, you can steer for six hours, you know. So, and then they they used they, to come up like that, you know. And then after you got to learn to drive the boat, you know, he sponsored us in, in class for school. and. You had to go up and get your license. Well, when I first started, we didn't have to have a license. Right. Yeah. You know, you, that's was known not by, you was known by your name, you know. This company would say, this company would call and say, you know, you know Runny Friday.' I said, yes. Well, can you run a boat? Yeah, well, you're hard. You know, you was not required to have a license or anything. And then the licensing aspect came into effect after I was back out of the surface. after I'd been back on the river a couple of
0: years. So that's in the seventies?
1: Yeah. And then Jim Walden sponsored us to go to school. And, I went down and got my license. That's how it
2: started. And see the other thing too, you now when, when these guys are out here, I mean they you probably already told you, but they're on six, off six, on six, off six. So you're working 12 hours a day mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a it's a pretty rigorous work, work cycle.
0: So what is it about the river?
2: It's just
1: just something about it. I don't know. Go ahead, Mark Twain. <laughs>
0: what if I could but you know it I I
1: you're working you're actually working for your money but you, you still have this little thought to back your mind it's like a freedom you know like you're out to yourself there's not many people you can sit and take a man off the bank and put him on a boat and give him eight million dollar boat and fifty million dollars worth of cargo and say here's your x amount of dollars take that boat to New Orleans do me a good job there's not many people you can take and turn loose on that boat, on a bank, or give them the same thing and just walk away from them and uh-huh. let them do their job.
0: And trust them. And, and trust authority. them to do their job. So you have a tremendous you know, responsibility yeah. in a place
2: that you, uh, like, so that, you, that you like, that you love. Yeah. You, you've, you've got to have that right. Well. Well, well, so,
0: so, so you feel very special, really.
1: I feel, I feel gifted. A, yeah. You know, I, 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 feel, yeah, I feel, feel, feel pretty much like that. Mm-hmm I love doing my job. Yeah. I like my job. And I want to be as good at it as I can. Yeah. And you'll develop a reputation out here and you want a good reputation. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You want a good reputation. Well
0: it's a it's a very it's a very warm atmosphere. I mean I came down here, I didn't know a soul, I walked into that barge thing, I asked somebody, I want to talk to somebody, took me into Jack Schoener, he just introduced me, and one person, you know, would come in his office, that's how I met you, and, you know, people want to share, it seems. You know
2: one thing that's still alive, on the river your word means something. That's right. It really does. I mean, I can go to lunch with somebody and put a deal together over millions of dollars worth of fuel, or whatever, and it, there's a handshake there, and in business today, in most businesses, you don't do business that way. You still you get the lawyers involved in the contracts. I'm on that side of it as well when I'm right. buying engines and buying tobos, but, I'll, but I'll, you know, I'll go to put together a deal with groceries with someone in New Orleans and say, okay, I'm going to guarantee you X amount of dollars, so many millions of dollars, okay, it starts today. Mm-hmm. the handshake. Mm-hmm. Your word means something. Yeah, right.
0: and the papers get drawn up afterwards. And that's, I think
2: that's still pretty unusual. Yeah, it
0: is, and that's the old timey feel, I guess, of of uh, of what this is about. And believe
2: me, your reputation is That's right. I mean, is, is, it's it's 100% know, it, of it, is, it really is. If If you are not an honest individual or or, uh, you know, it, it, it gets pretty well known throughout the yeah. whole industry, it doesn't, it doesn't take long, doesn't long. take long, <laughs> doesn't you take long. And then
0: you might as well give it up,
2: you might as well give it up, yeah. because everybody knows about
0: it, yeah, well I think that we all know how rare that good word is today, Everybody's trying to to figure out this Mark Maguire thing, and you know it's so good for St. Louis. And all he did was appeal to the best in everybody. Oh, sure. <laughs> Instead Absolutely. of what we're used to, and Absolutely. and everybody couldn't help respond. And maybe that's what the river does. You
2: know, I mean. Every, you have friends everywhere out there. Yeah. I mean, I can travel right now from St. Louis to St. Paul, from St. Louis to New Orleans, from St. Louis on the Ohio River, or to Chicago, and I've got friends everywhere in every town throughout the whole inland River system, mm-hmm. because there are people that you know that work on it's, the river. It's the so same way in the West. I've got people out here I've
1: talked to for 30 years that know my boss and have met me in different meeting situations that will meet me in bins that they will not meet somebody that they don't right. recognize their goals. They know that I'll be where I need to be. They'll meet and, you in what? In different meeting situations, uh, passing, uh, uh, like in the narrow Oh, in bins, bins. Yeah, like in the narrow river, okay. a lot of times there's not room to really meet, you know? And if somebody, like they recognize me, and they've met me, and they know I can handle the though, a lot of times we'll meet each other in faces that we wouldn't normally meet someone uh-huh. that we didn't recognize their voice. Yeah. You, you learn And I've got friends out here that are I consider really good friends that I have never walked up and shook their hands. And I'm still meeting them. You know, as I yeah. go out, I'll go out and trip every now and then for a different company. Mm-hmm. And I'll meet these people, you know. And I have been out here thirty years, I'm still meeting them. And I can go I can leave here right now and within two or three miles down there I can call somebody and talk to them that I know. Hey Ronnie,
0: how you doing? It's a fact, we've never met from yeah. here to New Orleans, if we like it, yeah. And even in a New Orleans. So you had your internet before? That's you
1: said. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the HFM internet, there you
2: go. <laughs> and it's a little bit different, you know. I mean, I spent uh, up until two years ago. I was with another company in, in Louisville and in Jeffersonville, Indiana area. And i spent some time i worked for a tour company that i owned the barge line as well as the shipyard. so i spent some time over in russia and finland and the ukraine buying steel and looking at shipping uh, over in those areas and we are in my opinion still a lot farther ahead here when it comes to transporting product you know commercially than they are in those countries
0: Ahead, because of because what? of
2: the way that we do it. I mean, they they don't ever begin to take a tow of forty-five barges and push it down the river with it. With, I mean, their boats over there throughout the inland river system on Russia. First of all, they've got more river over there. I think that you know, I don't know how many, what how many miles of river they have, but they do it differently. They they push a few barges. They're not pushing heavy toes like we do it here on this country, and it's it, it, it's something to see and, and, and it, you really have a greater appreciation for what you guys do here compared to what the other foot, what they did what they while they operate Hmm.
0: well it's amazing it's it a, I mean you're talking about the number of barges and and as I talk as you talk I'm looking down there, and I see what looks to me like a very narrow passage in between those two pillars <laughs> or whatever, and I think, how do they do... That's a serious
1: passage right there. Uh-huh. That's a serious passage Is it? Right is there. it yes really? It is. So Unless I'm... On this stall, you better be under that green light when you come by, you'll take the wheel But boat. the
0: green light looks to me like it's over a little bit. It doesn't look like... Well, you're at an angle. Okay. The
1: green day board up there. Before. Yeah. Especially when the river gets up.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I say, you know, I think you can see the white on the pier, and it comes up and turns black uh-huh. when the water gets up there. Yeah, you can't even get an empty barge. With, well, well, let me say, you can't even get a barge. The the height of the barge underneath the bridge thing without without hitting. So you've okay. got to have your tow and your boat directly under that green light when you come through there. You take the wheelhouse off,
2: piece so. And I mean, I was with the company, Bell, and They tore the green. Toward the wheelhouse off the wheels of the rusty. That, that was you're the rusty. 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 I just,
0: I just rusty. learned that from, from uh-huh. uh, Carl. Yeah,
1: you, you better be right when you come under there. The yeah.
0: That's amazing. Imagine me being part of this conversation and knowing what you're talking about.
1: 12 <laughs> <laughs> hours or three or four watches and then just all of a sudden he's part of the family, you know. Mm-hmm. And he starts relaxing and then, then he really starts learning. You know? but yeah. it's strictly, it's, and then. If you work with people, I mean, we spend as much time out here as we spend with the families at home. And this is your second family, That's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's just the way it is now. When I was about 14 years old, they did an interview with me, a commercial appeal, done an interview with me. And Hello. this young lady was yes. just about your size uh-huh. and came over yeah. and, and did this interview. And she knew that I was raised on the river over there, so Is
0: this the she, one you were telling me about before? Yes. The article?
1: Yes. And she came over, and she was actually scared come over no, to no, the riverfront. No, because no, everybody says, no. the river rats over whatever, they no, want you thieves fine. and hypocrites, and uh, you know, they'll kill you and knife, you know. But this is old, old rat days, you know, back in the yeah. 1800s, yeah, their reputation. This not, nice, not modern-day stuff. No so, my dad told me, to says, now, me, she's gonna do an interview no. on She said, okay, she said, you've been nice, said, you go on up her and carry her back for her. He burn her down, I said, okay. So I met her on top of the levee, and she had this briefcase, you know, and I picked it up, we started walking down here. And we got to talking, and she said, well, you know, after we got to our house, she said, Well do you don't mind if we come in our come in your house? I said, Why oh, not? She said, Well, I never been inside a household. I was just kind of curious about her. I said, Well, come on in, you know. So we went on in there and then after a few minutes, she said, You know, I was really scared when I come over that lady. She said, You know, the reputation has it that y'all are a bunch of thieves and cutthroats and stuff. I said, Man, that's 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 old David Crockett stuff there, you know. <laughs> and she was with us there for a little bit and then she done the interview and I took her down on the old pelican, the old steamer pelican down there. And met my dad, and we all talked around for a little bit. She did her interview. She didn't want to leave, night. she was want to stay. She says, "I can't believe it." She says, "I was scared to death when I called that lady." She says, "It's just like family around here." And I said, "That's it, right <laughs> that's, there. That's, that's it. Phoenix, so Clearwater, Revival, Rock and Roses. Come on to the river. People are happy to give, you know. Uh-huh. And that's what it is. It's just family." Well, it's it's
0: great. It's really great. What what you said, you know, you hope I do something. I or whatever it was you did say. I I need something to hang all this on, you know? I mean, I'm getting a lot of information, and, um, and but I need a handle, I need a...
2: Did you see the book? It's just been published and it's been out for a few months. It's on here, isn't it? Between the Saints? I haven't seen it. It's in the guest. What? It's a book that was just published no. about the Mississippi River. No,
0: uh, Jack told me the one, that, but I can't find it anywhere. Life on the Mississippi by this rushing. I haven't. I
2: didn't read this. This is
0: what all. This I'll show
2: you. We'll go down through okay. the guest room. I saw it on here. Kara bought it, the, and and I saw her take it out of the, uh, the box, and it's in, it should be in the guest room. It's it's a it's a new new book that was just published about the river. Was in one of the books they
1: published, uh, I don't know if it was on the River or not. They had a story in about,
0: about one of. Them. At first, I was going to like try and find out about the forties because the forties hasn't been written up much. I've been told by archivists in two places here, um, but it's hard to find stuff out about the forties. Yeah. You know, I mean, people aren't around, and and Jack, these guys were they were little boys. Then and just starting out. And, you know, I really wanted to talk to somebody who had lifted and loaded and done that kind of work. Uh, but they're just, I don't think they're around. And uh, so I, I don't know if just to take people's stories and try and reconstruct whatever's happening on the river today. But, um, you know, I appreciate the, the heart part of it from you all today because I've gotten a lot of lengths of barges. <laughs> and stuff, which is good, but you need the, the earthy part,
2: so anyway, well... We're not a bunch of river rats.
0: No! <laughs> <laughs> now, Mary, I'm standing in the galley uh, of, a, of the towboat Christopher... Christopher Parkage. Parkage. And, and you are the, what do you call yourself, a cook? A chef. Yeah. You're the cook. cook. Just Cook. And Mary, what's your last name? Mary Mitchell. Mary Mitchell. And do you have a date of birth, please? Six months, the sixth day, or forty four And um, how long have you been doing this? Five years. Five years. Can you tell me what it's like? Well, your days
3: are pretty long. I get up at 3 or 3.30. I cook breakfast and we eat from 5.30 to 6.30. Then uh, I go back to my room, take a shower, put on my makeup, come back to the galley and start my night and um noon uh, at lunchtime that's our biggest meal. Then at night time, Uh, All I have to do is fix maybe spaghetti or casserole or, you know, something just to go with my leftovers Mm -hmm. for lunch. This is good that you make them? No, I don't make them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, occasionally I will, but Mm -hmm. usually
0: we do not. I make the cornbread and we buy the roll. You've been doing this for five years, but we are on a super ship right now. Oh, yes. This is
3: going to be excellent. compared to what I've been on. This is uh,
0: this is like, like a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> this is spectacular. Describe to me what the other was like. And there's really no
3: comparison to the that, that bad. Uh, when I went to work I think it was in about ninety two I went to work for Southern Towing and the their boats were what I worked on was very, very small. Like my bedroom you could probably reach across it like this. Mm-hmm. And it was so loud, it was just unreal. And I went to work for Mimco about four years ago, and uh, I wrote the Michael J. Cunnington. And that
0: was. Michael J. Cunningham?
3: Cunnington.
0: Cunnington. Michael
3: J. Cunnington. And uh, it was like a mansion compared to what i had been on mm-hmm. it was you know but it was still real noise you just had to get used to sleeping you know with all the noise and if it wasn't the noise from the boat it was the noise from the guys doing the tour work
0: mm-hmm. there's a little noise here i hope i hope this comes out shall we see if we're picking up you can i thank you can. um how'd you happen to do this kind of work Uh, I mean, you've been maybe a cook? No, uh, not really. Uh,
3: I just knew of a guy that had worked on the river and had met one or two people. And uh, the company that I worked for closed dams, you know, sold out. Some of them went to Mexico, you know, the deal Mm -hmm. nowadays. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to check into going to work on the river because, you know, I only had one child and he was grown and gone. Doesn't live close to me, so anyway, I got the job, and and you like it? Yeah, it was really different, and I was very shy and backwards, believe it or not, until I come out here. I mean, then you, I mean, it was always friendly to people and nice, but you know, I would have never dreamed in a million years that I'd been working out here with eight or nine men. But you'll find that everybody was just super nice. I've never had. An like of
0: trouble out here. Well, it seems to me I'd rather have you say it than me, but it se- it seems very much like a family. Well, it can be. I mean, you know, you get,
3: or I do. I yeah. Get, you know, attached to them. Uh huh. Like right now, I'm probably
0: the oldest one on this boat. Sure. Sure. And, and what's nice for them to have it that way, actually, I would think, especially with some of the younger ones but uh well your day is full my day is full by
3: night when i get through in the afternoon which is usually six thirty or 7 then i go to my room usually and lay on my bed and read a book or and watch tv or
0: you know mm-hmm. and do you ever go out into the any town that, that you're in no we you we usually never leave the boat the men
3: don't either no it's just like right now we tied up, if there was a phone close by, we might would go and uh, use the telephone, you know, because it would be cheaper. Uh-huh. But no, now a long time ago, I think River Life was really, yeah, I don't know if you check into it, you'll find out. From what I've heard, it was kind of rough, and mm-hmm. they'd party every time they tied up or if they could, but mm-hmm. no, they don't allow any of that anymore,
0: so. Do you need to get a bill? I put my clothes in the <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, <you're not laughs> laundry room so
3: and I'll always come back and set my bell so I'll know to go
0: check. I'm not much of a, a cook, so when a bell rings and I'm in the kitchen, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I figure
0: something's going <laughs> to well, burn. you see, it is, but
3: like I say, I cook my big meal and I'll be doing, I'm cooking this for tomorrow, making a seven-layer salad because oh. I figure I'll have lots of people in the St. Louis office out here eating oh. yeah. So.
0: You just plan
3: each day. You're just, you know, planning for the next meal. You know, uh-huh. you get through with one. Now who buys your
0: groceries? I buy my groceries. And, and where do you buy them?
3: Usually uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, uh, at a, uh, Economy. I mm-hmm. don't economy. It's just Vicksburg. We have several stops along the way. We mm-hmm. buy at Wycliffe, Kentucky, or uh, Memphis at Economy. And it's bad. We're within uh, two or three days we can be at a store. And you you go from Cairo down to
0: the? To uh, New Orleans. New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, and back. Now do you did you tell me where you were born Uh and grew up? No, I grew up in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what does the river mean to you? I, I've enjoyed it really. I, I really have. It's very peaceful. You know, it's just peaceful. Is there a place for you to sit out on the deck and read uh, your book? I can.
3: I usually have a chair, a lawn chair, and I go out and always sit on the front. You know mm-hmm. where the least noise is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because this is quiet, and mm-hmm. you've usually got a, a few barges in front of you. We have a whole lot of barges, and yeah. we push anywhere from. You
3: see, this boat's supposed to push, I think, like thirty-five. So.
0: Yeah. Well, do you feel like you're? Do you keep up with the the news? Do you keep up with the
3: Uh, newspapers? Usually,
0: can. Do you feel on the fringe of things a little more than if you were? No,
3: not more than if you were at home, because you get the daily news, and sometimes out here, well, we pick up TV stations fairly well. Know, but not as good as you do at home. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll get, they give us newspapers every time we buy groceries. Mm-hmm. That's how often maybe We might get newspapers twice a week, maybe, or i no, not that often. Once a week, maybe.
0: Well, do you know the man's name who had 70 home runs?
3: Oh, uh, yes. I've seen him on TV. I forgot his name.
0: And <laughs> you are on the fringe.
3: <laughs> uh, you you got it. Mars. Mark.
0: <laughs> anyway, I've seen <laughs> him. I can't hardly uh, believe it. Uh, I used to really
3: love to watch the Cardinals play ball, but um. I haven't. I don't hardly watch it, but I did <coughs> see him the other hit a home
0: run. Yeah, and are you aware that Mr. Clinton fools around? Oh, I, don't I just wonder. talk
3: about that. Okay. I was just <laughs> telling the guys when they come in, he said, when I said I was from Arkansas, he said something about Clinton, and I said, it is just embarrassing. I said I told him to take down all the signs when you <laughs> enter Arkansas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what we well, I just wondered how on the fringe you were, <laughs> but you know what's going on. Well, uh, is there anything you might want to add to what we've talked about?
3: Um. Not that I know. Uh, you know, we work twenty-eight days so I'm twenty-eight off. Oh no. Yeah, okay. that's wonderful. Uh-huh. I'm a been single most of my life, and. Uh, this is the first job I've ever worked that I could have 28 days off. Wow. And make more money than I was making working full time. Do down. you mind
0: if I ask what you make? I make about 20000 a year. And what do you have at home? Where? Home is uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro, and you have a little place there? Uh huh. Well, so that must be kind of like, it seems to me like it's wonderful. I mean. If you have no children and no
3: family to have to see after. I have brothers and sisters, you know, that live close to me. But
0: But after 28 days of seeing them, you could easily go 28 days without. Um, Does this, now you've been on this boat for. This boat only almost two weeks. So this is really new. So yeah. this crew is new. Or had, or uh, you know one him? or
3: two of the guys I've worked with, but the most of them uh, are new to me. Yeah. And do you know Chuck Miller real well? I mean, No, it I met him the other day the first time. Yeah, he seems like, like a real regular, regular
0: guy. guy. Well, Mary, I'm, I'm very appreciative of what you've done. May I ask you if um, I can either ask you to sign a consent form or um, I know the, the um, pilot Ron, Ronnie. okay. He's gonna let um, Chuck sign a, a consent form for him. So is that okay for okay you? okay with me. If Chuck signs one for you, yes. Okay. Okay. Fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, good. Then you don't have it. All right. I'll be well expecting
3: to see your article Sunday. <laughs> I don't know what.
0: I don't know what, and I'm getting. I get a little embarrassed because uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it, Wait. and I don't think it hurts and I'll just keep doing it until it something appears. And you've lived here in St. Louis all your life? Yes.